This is Life Made Better, a podcast from two coaches with a zest for not only their lives, but yours. In this series, Fleur and Lucia seek out tips, tools, and exercises to inspire you to achieve your dreams and goals. Join us and let's make life better. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Life Made Better. We have creativity oozing today because we do have the one and only Deborah O'Grady. Deborah is a brand strategist and a coach. She has been shaping businesses and helping them build uh, hundreds of companies over the past 25 years. She's taken, uh, this is a job that has taken her over the world, managing global campaigns, working on new product developments, advising multi eight figure companies on new business growth strategies. And she's now bringing all this knowledge to the online space, as has found her purpose in serving those that are here to make the world a better place. And that is the purpose that drives them to keep going and never giving up. She helps these businesses build a brand that is in alignment with who they are. Deborah, thank you so much for being with us today. Thank you for having me. So I'm sure our listeners would love to hear a bit more about you, what led you to leave this life. So tell us a little bit about yourself. Um, well, I think I've always been interested in um, personal development right from kind of being in my 20s. And I've always been in branding. Um, what I didn't realize is amalgamating the two is creating a personal brand. Um, <laughs> and so, oh gosh, when I was in my late 20s, I started retraining as a life coach. And my mum kindly said, But you can't really be a life coach. You've not really lived. And I was like, Yeah, that's a really good point. So I decided to set up my own agency instead. And I just left that. Um, so I grew a successful agency, worked with HSBC, Hugo Boss. Um, it was very glamorous. It was making a lot of money. I had a great team, but I was miserable. Um, I was really miserable. I used to say, I'm going to see Hugo Boss. Um, and I spent the majority of my life in Geneva Airport. So it wasn't real, really good fun, but I didn't know what I was going to do. I had no idea what I was going to do because it's all I ever knew. And I love the creativity, but I just felt like, what was the point? So sometimes I had kind of like an almost an out-of-body experience when I was in a meeting with a client and we're all kind of, you know, talking about getting this brand to market and big creative campaigns. And I'm kind of sat there thinking, I'm kind of feeling so what? And it's making me feel really bad about this because they're paying me and my team lots of money and I should be really grateful but I just I just started being very disengaged with it all and so I was in a meeting with a well-known brand and they were creating a sugary drink for children and it was supposed to be a healthy drink and that was my tipping point because I was like yeah but how much sugar is it in this drink why are we doing this and it just brought up so many questions And I came home that night and said to my husband, I'm not doing this anymore. And I have no idea what we're doing. We just bought a house. We were doing huge renovations. And yeah, I decided that was it. And so I went off to a retreat in Switzerland, <laughs> <laughs> like you do. Um, and that year was really, really tough. It was exciting. It was scary. Um, we had hardly any money coming in from, from me. Um, 
And it was just, yeah, it was really, really stressful. But I went on a, an amazing purpose. It was a bit about spirituality and, and finding your purpose. And I went on this program and it was amazing. And I, it gave me my real purpose. And there was a holistic health coach on this program. And she said, oh, would you do my brand? And I said, I don't really do brands for people. <laughs> um, I, I do it for big organisations. Uh, she said, oh, no, I, I really want you on, on this business. I really need your help. And I was like, well, well, let's give it a go. And I almost did it as a favour. It was almost like a passion project. Well, we'll have a few sessions. You know, we'll see how it goes. And basically, yeah, it, it started from there. I found my purpose um in understanding when people find their purpose and I can create a business out of that and that makes me so excited so yeah it was a it, it was a journey I went on a journey of self-discovery self-trust it was needed <laughs> definitely yeah. Well, yeah. what I'm hearing is uh how you thought you were passionate about something but when when you're in that meeting room it seems like your values weren't actually lining up with who you were. And yeah. it wasn't until you took that time out and had that break that you had that time to realize. And then you seem to be in the right place at the right time to get, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> to get started. I don't know about other people, but in the agency world that I was in, it's very masculine. You're not really kind of driven by any emotion. It's almost like, the emotion, it takes a backseat. Any of that gut feeling takes a backseat and you're working from a strategic point of view and very results driven. It's very masculine. And actually when I had Maya, when I had my daughter, it was very much like I've got all this business expertise, but it's almost like my heart's just swelling with love and I don't want to play this masculine role anymore. And I think that happens to a lot of women where we're kind of like, I don't want to, I've been defined by my career all this time. And now I'm kind of, I don't want to just be defined as a, as a mother, but actually I don't want to go into that arena, that sector, that hustle and drive. And so basically that's, I think it all started creeping in, but the, I think it's when we actually admit it to ourselves that we're not happy that's when things can happen and I think for a long time I was like this is great I've got my own agency you know I can come and go as I please it's making great money why wouldn't I be happy yeah and what I'm hearing there and I'm loving because I like you come from that sort of marketing agency background so most of what you were saying totally relates to me yeah. uh, but I was hearing something that I thought was quite heartwarming because it takes a lot of of guts to say this is not me anymore and actually remove that label uh you know Fleur and I are doing a course we did a course second one starts today actually about empowering to to thrive and one of the things that we were talking in there was literally the labels and how powerful they can be sometimes but how very limiting they can be some others. Because as you said, sometimes it's like, well, I'm a mom, I can't do this. Or I belong in corporate, I'm a, I'm a branding corporate expert, I can't do anything else. So I love how you 
sort of, I, I can almost visualize it, peeling off that label and being like, this is not Deborah anymore. I am me. And I'm going to take this time to reconnect with myself and do what I feel passionate about. And that's when kind of like, you know, the, your path, your journey aligned again and you came across this person. I've come out of alignment about three times now, three major kind of coming out of alignment. And I actually did it recently, which not, not a lot of people know about. <laughs> but I came into the online world without really having any online experience or kind of know-how. And at the time, I didn't hire a business coach. So I kind of self-taught because I'd owned a business. Well, how hard can it be? Is it just tech? Is it just, what do I need? And because I had a team, I kind of hired, oh, right, okay, you help me with social media. And I actually lost intimacy with my audience because I'd outsourced a lot. My message, I mean, how embarrassing I create, you know, I teach about how to create heartfelt messages, yet I, I, my, mine had got lost. I'd also kind of looked at what other entrepreneurs were doing and I was like, right, okay, so, okay, there's a format. This is how, how we launch. This is how you do that. And, you know, I, I kind of turned into a, a cookie cutter like everybody else. <laughs> and I teach that. I mean, that was like, that was, you know, that was only last year. Mm-hmm. And I had to stop and, and reevaluate everything because I was like, it's so hard to, so hard to see the label when you're inside the bottle, right? And so, you know, kind of being busy, the business was successful, but there was something that I was like, oh my God, I just looked at some content the other day and, well, last year, and I was like, oh my God, this is, I don't believe this. It doesn't feel right. Mm. But I, I think as business owners, we very rarely stop and reassess. As we grow, our businesses grow, you know, as we find out more about us and we have different experience in, in our life, this will change, you know, and that's not to say, you know, I, I really believe in, in really speaking your truth and people can be often scared about their opinions because it's like, what if it's not the right opinion or what if my opinion changes? Your opinion changes all the time. You know, I said one thing last year, I don't believe in that anymore. You know, so we're always growing and that's okay because everybody's in the same boat. I love hearing that you're being so honest about your mistakes and the fact that with all your knowledge, all your expertise, you're still going to make mistakes. Oh, and yeah. and I love the, the saying from Ariana Huffington that, you know, mistakes are just the stepping stones to success because they teach you. They're your best teachers, aren't they? Because when you go wrong, you know you've gone really wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, yeah, I believe that growth comes from a place of when something doesn't feel comfortable. You know, before there's huge growth in yourself and a business, there is an uncertainty or something that doesn't sit right. If we are happy in our business all the time, I don't believe we're making progress. The growth totally happens, doesn't it, when you're stretching out of that comfort zone, for sure. (laughs) And I think as well, there's so much conflicting information out there. There's so many different views out there. So I can see, you know, a lot of my clients have said, oh, well, I worked with such and such coach and then I went on to work with so-and-so and I'm like, and I'm still trying to figure out who I am in my business. And 
a lot of people go back to front in terms of the brand in work. I, my analogy with brand work is like a cake. And so um, a lot of people go ahead and go straight for the cherry and the sprinkles on the top. And that's the logo on the website. Whereas like you do not need a logo or a website or even a brand shoot. You don't even need any of that to have a successful brand. What you do need is it's your very foundations of your business. So it's like, you know, it's the cake. <laughs> so I see a lot of people had a, um, a client come to me and had, had quite a, a funny sales call with her because she actually said, I've done this. I've done this. I've got an amazing website. My photography is awesome. I feel like I've got my messaging right. And she basically said, can I show you? Because I'm drawn to you, but I actually, actually don't know if I need you. And I was like, right, okay. And so, so, so she showed me the whole whole kind of her Instagram and, and, and her brand. And I said, I don't feel your essence. I don't, I don't feel what you're about. You're, I'm picking up that you're another coach, but I can't see what helps you stand out. No. And what she'd done is she'd gathered a whole host of words, which were almost like a journal. So it was like, these are my values. These are my, um, this is my main men- messaging. This is my brand pillars. And then she'd gone straight to implement it. But what she'd missed is this whole discovery of self, this whole kind of communicating of who she was, what she stood for. So it was the very essence that was missing. And, you know, it, this happens a lot with entrepreneurs, you know, because n- nobody has, there's not very many people that um, are brand strategists, really. Yeah. And what I'm hearing and, and you know, echoing what Flair was saying and, and you know, that being so brave in, in, in acknowledging that is the fact that as we evolve, our businesses do, what you did last year doesn't have anything to do with what you may want to do now. Uh, but I want to reflect on one of the things that you mentioned, which is I looked at other entrepreneurs I look at what others were doing and so by default you try and model what you do and let yourself be defined by what others do which we are all guilty of like you know I put my hand up as well and how hard it is a to realize that b to stop but c which for me is is the key here taking action on that yeah so how do you do that? Because I know obviously you're coming from that, you know, coaching environment, all your knowledge in branding, but to have all that knowledge and then put it into practice and then reassess is another thing. So, okay. So I think it's learning self-trust. I think when you do work on yourself and have a practice where you're always checking in with you, I think it's that you have very subtle signs in your body. If you're stressed all the time or your body has these signs to tell you that it's not really happy. And sometimes your body tells you before you even realize it in your mind. And I think you need to start feeling into like, what am I doing today? Am I enjoying this? Am I excited about what I've got planned tomorrow, next week? And start questioning, you know, just notice so I think it's first of all kind of questioning things, noticing things, and then you're right, putting things into action. But I'm also kind of on the flip side, I do think we need to learn kind of skills, like tactical skills. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I didn't know how to create a launch. 
I went through um, some great launch training and then I peeled it back and did it my own way. So the first time I did it exactly the same way as my coach told me, I was like, right, I'm, I'm, there's a couple of things that I'm not so sure about. I questioned them. No, Deborah, this is the this is the way that you should do it. OK, yeah, I've not done this before. I'll take the advice. And then coming up to my kind of fourth launch, it was like, right, that's not going to work for me. Like, I can't do eight o'clock masterclasses. I just can't. <laughs> they are just not for me. And it's kind of like, yeah, Deborah, but you've got an audience in the US. You know, you've got to bear in mind, well, I'm going to not show up in my best energy. Mm. It's just not me. And I've tried it and I've actually walked into the office at like 10 to 8 when I've had to do that. My energy is not aligned because I don't mm. really want to be there. Mm. Yes, I'll still be perform, but you should never walk into an audience having an energy that's not, you know, that people pick up on energy. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, I think you need to basically say what works for you. What's, you know, who like the whole thing about, you know, building an audience and the people you want to work with, like it's your business. Like, who do you want to work with? You know, mm-hmm. you don't have to work with those people because you you need to start. People need to start working in alignment with what their souls are wanting to do and follow their purpose, you know? Mm. So I think it's kind of, it's you need to check in, you know? If something feels out of alignment, you need to face into it. And yeah, it's not, it's not pleasant sometimes. Mm. Yeah, what, I, what I'm hearing is that, you know, getting to know yourself first is really important before you start, you know, getting any brand out there. But what would you say your top three tips would be? for anyone wanting to make a start in creating their brand identity. We might as well get the most out of you now you're here, Deborah. <laughs> so, so I would say, I would say the top three things are don't dive straight into visuals, like without a doubt. Understand why you are doing what you are doing. And that doesn't have to that doesn't really need to be almost like sole purpose, like um, Netflix. He created his business based on a need of, he was so sick of getting fines at Blockbusters. Yeah. Uh, yeah. He, he, and their, his proposition, their proposition is, you know, watch anywhere, cancel anytime. Right. I get it. It's so easy. Yeah. I think we need to start thinking as a brand and entrepreneurs very rarely do that. And like we all know about brands more than we think. So if we put our consumer hat on, we're buying brands all the time. There's a story behind every brand. There's a promise. So like we all need to start making customer promises because whatever we are doing, we're we're not, I'm not selling brand. What what is brand? I'm selling 100% clarity so that they've got confidence of going out there and growing their business. So like, it's about understanding the promise. So I think get super clear on the promise. Never go out and and start thinking about visuals and designing because unless you understand your brand personality, like if your brand personality is very calming, you don't want this brush yellow just because you really love yellow right now and it's quite fashionable. So there's going to be a disconnect, you know? So it's understanding what is my brand 
personality? What are my values? But also, what's my point of difference? And competitor analysis is the best way to figure that out. And people do not like doing competitor analysis. But what is competitor analysis? (laughs) So competitor analysis is basically analyzing your competitors. Okay. So if you imagine a big brand and about to launch, they need to understand where they're going to sit in the marketplace. So they, you know, Coca-Cola, okay, who else is out there? Red Bull, Red Bull gives you wings. Okay, it gives an energy drink. Okay, what? where are we? Where do we sit? What's our competitor advantage? You know, as business owners, we need to know that. Because if not, you're launching your brand and you're building this brand. And actually, there might be somebody in the U.S., that is saying exactly the same generic message. So, you know, you've just got this kind of noise. Otherwise, it's basically doing the research. A brand brand is all about data research and insights. And it's hard because this is emotional because you're looking at you. Mm, yeah. So you're looking at you as the company, the clients, the competitors and the customer promise. When you've pulled all that together, you know exactly what your business is about and where you're going and where you sit. You know, from that, you can market yourself. Which is particularly hard for coaches, isn't it? When there's so many coaches and so many different personalities and, you know. Yeah. And I, and I think I think there's going to be a real change uh, this year with brands not being so polished. Well, that makes me feel good because I'm so not polished. <laughs> what, does, what do people call mine? Um, raw, I think, is the answer. <laughs> yeah, I, I think I think that basically it's kind of pulling the curtain back more and being more real. Well, that makes me feel good because I'm often out with the dog doing a video and having a chat. <laughs> It might be a little bit too raw, Deborah. <laughs> but I feel that, you know, that links back to what Deborah was saying, which brand is not just the graphics and the beautiful integration of it, which is what I said to you plenty of times, Fleur. You are on brand in the sense that you've got that authenticity. You're coming at it. Every single message that you see coming out of you is consistent because you you leave and breathe coaching in the way that you do it and that is your branding you don't need to have a logo you don't need to have a visual you may want to do it but your branding comes from that place of truly understanding who am I what I do who do I serve and this is what I want to share with you (laughs) oh sorry that's my dog (laughs) (laughs) it's normally mine (laughs) so I I do love hearing from that perspective because I know that some entrepreneurs uh, several entrepreneurs listen to us so I think that is a very hopeful message to understand that whilst you may have this drive to go and get your business sorted actually really getting to understanding who you are what you do and why you do it that is in itself your brand. And the minute that you've got that locked, then you're in a far better position to just decide which sort of colours suit you, which is kind of like, you know, the icing on the cake, as you were saying. And I think a lot of people think, I'm not ready to to have my brand done yet. I'm very, very new. But that (laughs) that is when you do your brand. Bringing it back to what we were saying earlier about like, you know, evolving, I think especially when we're talking about entrepreneur, well, your business is you. And as you evolve, 
so will your business. So I think for anybody listening out there, and correct me if I'm wrong, Deborah, do not be scared to try something now. And if in a few months next year, you are redoing it, that is totally fine because you are your business, your business is you, you're interlinked as you evolve, it will evolve. And it's totally okay to change and shift to things. Yes and no. (laughs) (laughs) So, So yes, but there should be a core to you and your business that even though when you change slightly or something in your business, you're changing audience, you're still you at your core. I call that a repositioning piece when you're actually, if you're changing sector or you're changing um, kind of slightly into a different area, that actually can be harder than when you're about to launch for the first time from nothing because people have preconceived ideas about you and then you're saying, actually, I used to be this, but now I'm this. Mm. They get confused about who you actually are. Yeah, I mean, Mm. if you think about it, it's that trust factor as well. I don't know why I'm talking about Red Bull today, but Red Bull <laughs> brought out an organic drink. It flopped. And it's like, well, I'm not surprised. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they were appealing to the wrong audience. You know, mm. they were trying something. But actually, they needed to not associate their new product with that existing brand. Start looking at brands that you're interacting with and why. Um, and start thinking about what is their promise? Why do I trust them? Why do I not trust them? Uh, and apply that to your own business because, you know, it's really important to be clear and state exactly what you do. Absolutely. What are you currently curious about in your own kind of self-development, I'd like to know? Definitely releasing past hurts. That is kind of a major one I've been working on uh, last year. And understanding different behaviours and patterns and and basically love labelling what's actually been and why that's been and understanding what our triggers are. I'd like to get to a point where everything that's ever happened to me, everything is love labelled. Everybody I meet, I'm totally love labelled with them. (laughs) So that's what I'm curious about. My, my husband would warn against that because he feels like I've always been that and I'm far too trusting and loving to everybody. <laughs> I don't think that's a bad, because you're basically looking at the world from how you see it and how you feel. Mm-hmm. So I think that's... <laughs> I like it, Deborah, so that's fine. Yeah, I love I to feel it. good. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's not amazing. <laughs> so can so, you sum up in one sentence how you've made your life better? Without a doubt, self-trust. That is, you know, that kind of, I'm doing this and I I trust that I can do it. I am making this decision. It's hard, but I trust I'm making the right decision. And I think that self-trust is just, it's everything, isn't it? Mm. Mm. Absolutely. Totally. What a lovely message to to bring home. So, Deborah, I'm sure plenty of people would be utterly inspired by this conversation. Uh, entrepreneurs listening to us, they may be thinking, okay, now I need to think about my branding. So where can they find you? And I think if I'm not mistaken, you're also doing a course starting off today. Is that correct? Yeah, that's right. So, yeah, I'm running a five-day free event. Uh, no, seven days, actually, seven 
seven days, I'm, I'm adding an extra two, where I'm actually going to take people um, through some classroom masterclasses, which are bite-sized training, where I'm going to take them through what it takes to create a brand. And so you'll have my eyes on your brand for seven days. And yeah, it, there's a really lovely group of, of women that I take through. And there's some amazing aha moments where they're connecting with their gifts. You know, we all often leave something on the table that we think, oh, but people don't really need to know that. And that's the actual USP of what people do need to know. Um, and so, yeah, I'm running a seven day event and uh, I'd love other women to come and join us. And is that, what time of day is that? So we can put so on doing two, I'm doing it in the day, two till three. And then we're having a party on the Sunday evening, but that's at seven. That's a celebration of basically what we've achieved in those in those seven days. Fantastic. We'll be putting that in the comments so people can join you. And also we'll we'll share your social media handles and your website so they can check you out and reach out to you uh, for any help. Wonderful. Thank you for having me. Thank you very much for coming, Deborah. It's been lovely. Thank you so much for sharing so many nuggets with us. And to all of you listening, thank you very much for joining us one more week. Thank you for sharing the love. Uh, I know that some of you have been sharing the, po the podcast and for that we are very grateful. Please keep doing so. If you like it, if you find it useful, please leave us a review. That helps us, you know, keep us keep us alive, especially on iTunes. And please keep tuning in every week as we share with you what is making our guests' lives made better. And until then, please stay home, stay safe, keep yourselves motivated, and we'll see you next week. Thank you very much. <laughs>